You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast called A Scoop of Life. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I'm thankful that you have taken time to listen. This podcast is a mix of one of my personal stories, sometimes a funny one and sometimes a more serious one, together with music from Canadian musicians, and then concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy it, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. And now, enjoy the show. The title of this episode is Wedding in the Family. There is a saying, always the bridesmaid and never the bride. And the part of the saying that is true is never the bride. But I have played many a role in a wedding besides bridesmaid. Too many roles and too many weddings to count. I come from a large family with seven sisters and two brothers as siblings. By the time I was born, my oldest brother was out of the house, but my younger brother was still living with us, and so I got to know him as he lived at home for the first five years of my life. My brother was kind, funny, and loved to tease. I was very open to his kindness, humor, and teasing. Apparently, when I was still in diapers, my brother enjoyed taking one of the cigars my father had been given to him at my birth and sticking it in my mouth. I then would proudly prance around the house, keeping the cigar in my mouth for all to see and enjoy a good laugh. Another thing my brother enjoyed while I was learning to eat regular food was giving me pickles. It seems that the faces I made were quite entertaining, so this was a trick he enjoyed pulling rather regularly. When I was old enough to manage the stairs to the basement, where my brother had his bedroom, my mom would send me down to wake him up in the morning. I took the job very seriously, and it was a great opportunity for my brother to tease me. He would lie perfectly still and look quite asleep as I entered his bedroom. Then I would get closer and closer, calling his name to wake him up. As soon as I got within the proper distance for him to grab me, he would suddenly be awake, grab me, and tickle me while I giggled and giggled. I loved this routine and eagerly took the job of waking him up each morning so that it could be repeated on a daily basis. Although almost 20 years separated us, my brother and I became good friends in those few years of life together under one roof. Then I was told things were going to change and my brother was going to move out of the house to get married. How could that be was my thought. How could my brother be moving away from me? It was hard to wrap my four-year-old head around that, but it also seemed like he and others were excited, so I decided it must be a good thing. After the engagement, my brother asked me if I would like to be involved in his wedding, and I was super excited about that. He explained that I was going to be the flower girl and what that meant. I would wear a special dress and shoes, carrying a basket with flowers. It all sounded so exciting and wonderful, I could hardly wait to be in the wedding. Apparently, I was curious about many aspects of the wedding, 
from the wedding showers to what my dress was going to be like to what kind of shoes I was going to wear. The dress was finally finished and it was a beautiful cherry red satin-like long dress. The shiny patent shoes that were to go with the dress were very lovely and I could hardly wait to wear both of them. There was so much excitement and delight to be caught up in as not only was my brother getting married, but so were several of my sisters. It made our house wedding central and pretty much every conversation was about one or another wedding detail for one or another sibling. My mom was busy baking, sewing, hosting showers, and covering other details for the weddings, so much so that I'm sure she felt that life at that point was all about the weddings and little else. However, she did it all with ease, kind words, and gentle reassuring smiles, as my siblings sometimes would have a bit of a crisis or meltdown over the nuptials to come. Our family weddings were so different then, as so much of what took place at the wedding was handmade or homemade. This meant that many of the family got involved in one way or another. As my brother's wedding was the first one to take place in a new church, there were hopes that all would be in place in the new building to make the wedding go as smoothly as possible. Even at four years of age, I was aware that a wedding was a lot of work, involved lots of family, but was also a lot of fun. The day of the wedding arrived and it was a cool, rainy day in April. Not quite what my brother and his fiance had hoped for. I was getting ready and that involved putting on my lovely new dress, new shoes and even getting my hair done. Then just as I thought I was completely ready, my brother and future sister-in-law came to give me a gift to wear at the wedding ceremony. It was a beautiful gold necklace with a small pearl set in gold hanging from it. I could not believe that something so beautiful was mine to keep and wear that day. It was such a lovely, thoughtful gift. As mentioned earlier, the day was cool and rainy, and since my dress was of satin, rain spots on it were not a good idea. So in order to move from the house to the car to head to the church, my brother-in-law was asked to carry me. My mom had a great idea and took a huge white bed sheet, gave it to my brother-in-law who quickly wrapped me up in it so I was completely covered. I was not happy with my face being covered, so I started to yell, I can't see, I can't see, to which my brother-in-law quickly replied, you don't need to see right now as you will be in the car in a minute and I've been told to keep you dry from the rain. So after the church we went, the sheet once again became my protector as I was carried from the car to the church and the wedding ceremony was about to begin. The weight of the responsibility of making it down the aisle at just the right time and keeping the basket from tipping over consumed my thoughts. At just the right time, down the aisle I went, made it to the front with no incidents, and before I knew it, my brother was a married man. Although this wedding took place 53 years ago, it was the event that helped solidify my friendship relationship with my brother that continued until the end of his life. Our friendship included having lunches or coffee together, having my brother and sister-in-law live with my parents and siblings as they renovated their home, doing impromptu visits to he and my sister-in-law's home, especially enjoying their hot tub, babysitting their children for many, many years, sharing a passion to see the poor and marginalized have homes of their own, working as a volunteer on Habitat for Humanity builds that he supervised, him helping me out when I got bit by a dog, or had car trouble or needed help with a water pipe splitting at my home and the crisis that followed that. 
to my cycling to raise money for Habitat for Humanity. In these last three years of his life, I cooked and baked his favorite dishes, then headed over to him and my sister-in-law's place to hang out so that he could enjoy some treats while his cancer progressed. The song called Little Boy speaks of simpler times, similar to not only when my brother was growing up, but also the time when he and I became friends with one another in my childhood years. Bernadette Carlson wrote and performs the song. Bernadette is a hobby musician who was born into a family of musicians, poets, artists, and other creative souls, and now lives in Manitoba. She was raised on music that was all about the story and the voice. Her desire is to share music that creates conversations and connections. Music that makes people feel. Once I was a little boy, had a dog and little toys. Loved to spend my day outdoors, running wild and free. Bicycles, toy pickup trucks, frogs and sticks and hockey pucks. Torn jeans and skinned up knees Hopping fences, climbing trees Carefree days no longer mine All I do is sit and pine To be outdoors and dream all day Little boy, I want to stay Now I am a grown-up boy Still have a dog but bigger toys now I spend my day indoors staring at a screen Computers, laptops, Android phones TVs, dashboards, Kodachromes Things to do and bills to pay Race from place to place Carefree days no longer mine All I do is sit and pine To be outdoors and dream all day Little boy I want Every day is no longer mine All I do is sit and pine To be outdoors and dream all day Little boy, I want to stay Love to spend his day outdoors, running wild and free. Once I was that little boy, I had a dog and little toys. Now I am a grown-up man just longing to be free again. How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? Juan from Colombia has been in prison for 10 years and a Christian for five. He listens to Ernesto Pinto on Encuentro every day in his cell. Juan hopes for a reduced prison sentence and to tell his story on Encuentro. He says, I teach the Word of God here in prison. Please send me more material. To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com.
When I got the call that my brother had died and lost his battle with cancer this past February, there were lots and lots of tears. I was in another country when he died, and thankfully we had a very intimate and lovely visit before I left for my trip. When we said goodbye after that visit, I was not only able to tell my brother that I loved him, but also how grateful I was that we were not only siblings but friends as well. His passing has left a huge hole in my life, as he was such a great man. He also taught me a lot about what it meant to have passion for the poor and marginalized. My brother did not often speak of his relationship with Jesus Christ, but he certainly lived it out in ways that affected those around him. His choice to give his retirement years to Habitat for Humanity spoke volumes about how deeply he loved Jesus and wanted to serve him until his dying breath. In the book of Ephesians, in the New Testament of the Bible, Paul is writing words about how those of us who follow Jesus Christ are to live. Here are Paul's words from chapter 3, verses 14 to 17, as they are recorded in the New Living Translation. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another, with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. This last verse, verse 17, describes my brother well. From little sister to flower girl to friend, I am grateful for the journey we could share together. Today, who are you grateful for? Thanks for listening, and I hope you will let me know not only what you think of the show, but also something that may have resonated with you, made you laugh, or encouraged you. You can contact me via the website www.ascoopoflife.com or on Facebook or Instagram under A Scoop of Life. However, let me spell that for you, because you may think S-C-O-O-P, like an ice cream, but it is www.askoopoflife dot C-O-M, like in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. My team here at Square One World Media and I enjoyed producing this episode, And I hope you will come back and listen to more episodes as they are loaded on www.ascoopoflife.com.